Welcome to the 197th episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. I'm one half of your hosting team, Quizmaster Lee, and as usual, I'm joined by fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis. Hello. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing? Good. Yeah. Getting closer and closer to 200. Oh my gosh. We are very, very close. Can you believe it? Yeah. We've even had some uh, folks writing in about their favorite comments that we can share or their favorite moments that we can share mm-hmm. on, uh, on the podcast. So looking forward to that. Me too. How was your week? Good. Yeah. Got a promotion at my job. Hey. Congratulations. Thank you. It was uh, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I've uh, been there for like almost a year to the day. I was doing interviews. I actually I was doing interviews wow. on a year of anniversary and uh, up against some very stiff competition. Mm. Um, but yeah, it worked out. You prevailed. Yeah, and tomorrow is my today the day that this is i will be in my <laughs> office while this episode is being released feverishly running around trying to pretend like i know what i'm doing yeah so, so. it's a bit of a you know break in time when you have a, a new job yeah gotta yeah. uh break in the new boots so to yep. speak same uh, same place same off you know same office area same most stuff except i am going from Kind of getting my feet under me to not know what the hell I'm doing all over again. And uh, it's exciting. So good week. Um, pretty relaxing week. How about yours? Well, congratulations again. My week was awesome. Uh, had that nice thing happen where when you run multiple trivia venues, you have one regular team from one venue. Come check out the other venue. Mm. So that was really cool. Twisted Gecko, who usually plays at Pointy Bell, they uh, they have some friends in Cape Coral. So they were like, let's uh, let's team up over there. And uh, mm-hmm. they did all right. We'll get to the, more of that in our weekly wrap-up. Yeah, I had a bumpy Wednesday night trivia. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Bumps? Now, I'll say, it, in large part, my, my week has been like very good. Like you just good. shaved with my a weekend, dull razor? My weekend has been up? very good, but but my trivia, yes, like okay. post-shave bumps, it was... It was a it was a bit of a drag. We can talk about it now, or we can get into it when we go into the weekly wrap up. Yeah, let's let's go into our <sighs> weekly wrap up. Boom! There you go. On Wednesday, we had quiz number four hundred seven at Point Ebel Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida. Eighteen teams coming out. Congrats to Elder Millennials who set up the top score in the first round, as well as Daddy's favorite who bested all other teams in round two. Ultimately, however, it was wicked bad bitches and hombres who won our quiz, ending with a top score of 114 points. Team Musk in second with 102 points. Musk standing for Masters of Useless and Stupid Knowledge. They broke that down (laughs) as an acronym. With Daddy's Favorite and Elder Millennials tying for third place with 92 points each. On Thursday, we were at Ollie's Pub in Cape Coral for quiz number 408, we kick things off with just the tips being our top team in the first round. It's round two going to the Shiba Inu Illuminati. However, our overall winners, Beanie Baby Wars. That would be Adam from Death Stars of the Best Stars, as well as uh, some of his family members, securing the dub with top performance in round three, ending the quiz with 95 points, just the tips in second with 72 points, and the Shiba Inu Illuminati in third with 53 points. Now, Mark... Tell me a little bit about this bumpy trivia that you had on Wednesday. So here's the deal. I'm listening. 
this local tattoo parlor here, totally rad tattoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they've become good friends with Yelvina and and Greg and the folks over at Nice Guys. Yes, um, and <clears throat> we're kind enough to gift them a five hundred dollar gift card. <laughs> so I just get a text message from Greg saying, "Hey, you know, beef this up." Mm-hmm. We're going to give this $500 gift card. Now, it happened to coincide with nearly my two-year anniversary, or my two-year, my half-year to eight years, so seven-and-a-half-year anniversary. Gotcha. Okay, so mm-hmm. this, it would have been maybe a week off, but it basically would have been yeah. seven-and-a-half years. A mid-season quiz. Right. So how cool to be able to give away something cool, like a $500 gift card for the... Uh, for the for the next you know for the for the half anniversary. This sounds great. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. And I mean, you know, stuff like that is cool because obviously, I I know as an artist myself, it takes a lot of time to do that stuff. You know, to, um, you know, to set that that time aside and and tattoo someone when you could be making money or whatever. Yeah, but that's. I mean, that's a big piece. If you spend that all in one, you could get like a sleeve or at least a good portion of a sleeve. Absolutely, started. yeah. It's a huge. It's a huge chunk. So, uh, but it's also great because there's really not much cost associated with it. Just the I time. mean, just the time, Some which supplies. is of course, uh, yeah. So it's kind of like the perfect gift. You know, mm-hmm. you got someone who's cool with setting aside, you know, five hours or whatever. <clears throat> Great. Mm-hmm. Everyone wins. They get, you know, they get promoted. So they also gave us some, some, I believe the kids call it swag, mm-hmm. uh, shirt, etc. Stuff we all get. Stuff we all get. Now there was part of me that was like, because we're giving away something that has a $500 value, we should probably clamp it down. We should probably give it the treatment of the year trivia, where last year we gave $500 cash. We've given away TVs. We've given away years worth of pizza, etc. But I thought, you know, we're, we've, we've been good. We've got a good crew there. We, nev- we nary have an issue. We have nary an issue, mm-hmm. however you want to say it. So there's one team. And I won't even mention the name of the team. I know that the people that were on the team were at least semi-acquainted with nice guys and semi-acquainted with Greg. There was a gentleman and a lady friend, wife, maybe girlfriend. And she was, they had maybe made the rounds a couple places to go drinking. And I, apparently they did not know about trivia until they got there. Now, I bring that up in part because sometimes people don't really know all the rules of trivia. Like they walk in and I think we, you've probably had the same issue. Like on Wednesday, uh, I had a team walk in late and I asked a question and I saw the woman's mouth go <gasps> and I was like, don't say it. Yep. I will bring you an answer. sheet. Yep. Do not say that answer out loud. There are just sometimes groups <laughs> like will that. walk in where I'll go. Okay. These people, I've got to remind everybody. Mm-hmm. I see these people there. They've had a couple drinks in them. They're liable to just yell at the answer. So I'll just go. Just want to remind everybody, we're not yelling out answers. We're just writing them down. And it's bizarre to me because I don't know any place in the world where there is a kind of trivia where the trivia is you just yell out answers. Yeah, it would go very quickly. You'd have to have like a hundred questions and then then you'd have to be like people all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. Who said that? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of someone outside. Yeah. You know, it's like, so I don't know why anybody would think like. Oh, you're just supposed to bark out an answer. But when you're in your drunk state, 
you're not always thinking very clearly. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about the game. <clears throat> you're just thinking, I know this. Yeah. I have to show off that I know this. Yeah. So the first round, the woman asked a question about one of my questions. I mean, it was it was legitimate. Um, but uh, she asked a question about it, and, and I answered the best I could. I don't know if I'll ask that question today or, or next week, but I've got it sitting in my pocket for you. All right. The second round, they had another question about one of my questions. Okay. Like they want a clarification? Yeah. Yeah. Now, the woman told me, it's my birthday. I really want to win. She was like set on winning. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she's revealed the passion to cheat is there. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> it's without, my birthday. Yeah, I, I wanna... deserve to win. I deserve to look at my phone and look up the answer, maybe. That kind of thing? Is that what we're talking about? Possibly. All right. I mean, she's yeah. definitely hungry to win. Mm-hmm. And when people say that the thing that matters most to me is winning, you can't help but wonder, well, what are you doing? What lengths are you willing to go to to win? Mm-hmm. Is there jazz music still behind me at this point? Do you think you'll have faded out the jazz music? I feel like we're in a fade out jazz music. Yeah, I was going to say, because yeah. this is mm-hmm. a whole separate thing. Yeah. So the first round, we had two We had two teams sitting together. I had to break them up in half. Mm-hmm. So there was Team Extra Mayo and Team No Mayo. Team No Mayo won the first round. So having them right next to each other, you know, and losing, you know, one team winning the whole night and also, or, you know, w- winning the whole first round and being right next to a team that could have been a part of them must have been very painful. Mm-hmm. Um, so Team No Mayo won it, winning the first round with 23 points. Um, the second round um, went to... Um, and your scores are cumulative, right? Yes. You're doing who's the leader at the end, including rounds one and two. With yeah. mine, I, I do whoever got the most points in that round. Right, yeah. Just to clarify. Uh, the second round went to Russet Boy, which this team comes every week. Barely, like they just kind of come for fun because they know I think some of the bartenders, but they they always play. They won the second round. Hey, congrats to them! Congrats to them. The third round went to Stone, which was the team with this woman. Now, I mean, they were in contention every round, but the third round they got every question right, except for the last question. That they got wrong, but they also didn't wager many points. Mm. So we get done. Greg immediately comes over and is like, what team won? And I was like, that team. And he's like, they had someone sitting with them, like helping them out. And I was like, okay. And Mm -hmm. he was like, well, do they have to be on the team? And I was like, well, Greg, I don't really know what constitutes them being on the team. I mean, if they're sitting next to them and they're helping them out, then they're on the team. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, they left. And I was like, well, they don't have to stay. You know, like if I was playing with Fletcher and Kristen and Kristen had to go because of an emergency, which I think has happened. It's not like they're less of a person on the team. Mm-hmm. I noticed one of the answers, they had written something down and scratched it out really heavily. And then rewrote the right answer over top of it. Another suspicious. It's one of those suspicious fucking things. If it's just one thing, it's not a problem. But when there's all these things going together, it it makes it incredibly sus. And it's one of those things where like no team got that question right. And they did. And it's like. Mm, So it's the difference maker. So, you know, we kind of went through it. Eventually the guy came up because we were kind of just like discussing it. And he's like, hey, man, can I get my gift card? 
So Greg kind of grilled him a little bit and was like, you know, we're kind of wondering about the authenticity of this. And he's like, Greg kind of took it from the angle of like, this guy was sitting with you and you know, the guy was like, yeah, well, he said he wanted to play. He didn't care about the tattoo. I told him I'd buy him drinks if he played with us. And then Greg kind of said something like, well, we don't know if he's been, if he was cheating. And the guy's answer was, well, I don't know about him. I mean, he was just playing with us and he was helping us out. So if he was cheating, I don't know. So it's kind of like not taking responsibility for Mm -hmm. the possibility of cheating from another guy. So it's like two degrees of separation. Yeah. So, Mm. you know, Greg, Greg's response was, if you can, if you can feel good about taking this prize, then it's yours. And the guy was like, yep, I feel good about it. So he took it. Then immediately, um, one of the waitresses came up and was like, did that team win? And we were like, yeah. And they're like, they were on their phone, like nonstop. And I was just like. Mm. And you you don't see into that room. You're on like the other side, right? Now this is what's kind of strange is that I could see them. They were like the one table I could see. Mm-hmm. They were like right out in front. Now again, when we've discussed this, it's been a long time since we discussed it, but I think we both pretty much stand just where we were. And like I explained to Greg, I don't want to make this a thing where people can't come there and talk to their friends on their phones, etc. I don't want to make this into a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's been years since this has been an issue. Mm-hmm. It has been a long time since it's been like, this is suspicious, you know? And it was like, I kept telling myself because the, because this is so big, we probably should. Cause if there's any time that someone's going to try and pull a stunt, it's when there's $500 worth of tattoo work on a line on yeah. the line. Yeah. The prize is so sleeve, big, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, we still don't know. I mean, again, I would also kind of, you know, here's what you do. You reach out to the tattoo shop, uh, totally rad tattoos, and you tell them to tattoo lying, cheating ass on their arm. <laughs> we, we did. They were in the house. They did play. We oh, okay. Did, we did initially tell them do the tattoo poorly. And then we were like, well, don't do that because that, <laughs> but we were like, be very heavy handed. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, also the fact that they I didn't get the last about it, question though. You felt right good about taking that prize. Yeah. And they didn't get the last question, right? Which mm-hmm. if there's any point there to make, to have a lint, you know, a surefire way that you win, yeah. you go with a 20 point question, but they, they got it wrong. They didn't wager one. They did wager low, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I also don't do things like telling people how many points they have so they can you know, kind of game it out. Ga- yeah. Kind of figure out how much they should wager, you know, kind of figure that out. But you know, it was, uh, it was bumpy. It was mm. bumpy. We still don't entirely know what's going on. I mean, the guy knows the guy that was there knows Greg to some extent, you know, he's regularly come in there. Is that a tear going? <laughs> yes. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm crying over this travesty that one of your regular teams did not. Yeah, yeah, so it, it was it was a drag for sure. Were I mean, there other regular teams like, there that were angling for it, like Team Mayo? Are they regular or were they? They now? were not regulars. No, oh, okay. no. I mean, we did have twenty five teams, so it was a big night. It was a big night. What percentage of your regular uh, teams would you say are, or what what percentage of your teams would you say are regular teams versus uh, folks that just are kind of there either hanging out and don't realize trivia is going on or it's their first time. I'd say it's nearly 50, 50. Okay. It might be a little more. Um, 
because there's kind of a, a revolving door of regulars. Right. We don't necessarily have people there every week. You know, it's mm-hmm. like as much as we would love to play at Ollie's every week, wet boys just don't have us in it to be regular, you know, as regular as, you know, um, Shiba Inu Illuminati or what have you. Like, there's just always, like, if Fletcher can't come, Kristen can't come. Mm-hmm. And they're gone. Or, you know, we usually only play with four people. So it's like, there's usually such a chunk of the team missing. Or like, if Fletcher and Kristen can't come and either Jamie or I can't come, we're just tanked. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just hard for us to be able to regularly come to events because of life or what have you. 50 50 um, is a good split, though. I feel good about yeah. it. I feel good about it. There's mm-hmm. definitely teams that come almost every week, and then we have teams that have come at some point semi-regularly or have been coming like lately who maybe you know come twice a month yeah something like that so. yeah i would say at pointy bell it's uh probably like 25 to 30 percent 33 percent regulars and there's a lot of uh newcomers usually because i think people are on vacation they're on the way to the beach so they stop in at the brewery because they've hear- heard good things about that or they're following the brewery and they see trivia on social media, they see the ad for it, so then they decide to come out. Um, and then over at Ollie's, I feel like it's, it's more. It's gonna be almost a hundred. I feel like it's more regular teams. We are getting some newer teams, but it's so lopsided. Like we need to figure out how to get like that those newer teams in there. But at the same time, Ollie's is like not huge. You know, it could max out. I think at like probably ten to twelve teams. Yeah. Um, just because of the size of that the venue. Sounds right. But uh, yeah. Well, interesting stuff. I would say for your, uh, you know, thing, you might want to institute a phone policy where it's like, if I see you on your phone, you just can't get any points for that question. I mean, it's, it sucks to feel like, you know, you're like taking away from people. But if you say, like, I say the rule several times, if I see anybody on their phone, I immediately get on the mic and, you know, say, just want to remind everybody if you're on your phone during the quiz. Because we have an outdoor, I mean, it would just, it would just be too impossible. Forgot about the outdoor component. And I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm just going to have to do it if the prize is anything over just the $25 thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't sting that much if if it was just a regular prize. You would just be like, well, dude, that's absolutely right and i mean also 25 bucks is like i think morally to a lot of people like why even bother cheating you Mm -hmm. know what i mean it's like i think it's the perfect prize it's a good chunk out of your bill um but it's not enough to where you like want to feel bad about yourself the next day um and normally it's not an issue it just you know we just we all it's funny because the tattoo parlor was like we'll give you a thousand dollar gift card next time i don't care which all right yeah i was like do okay <laughs> yeah, i was like we need yeah let's do, do more t- of this we're just gonna have to you know whenever we do anything like that we're just gonna have to institute and it sucks because it's a lot of work you know we have to ask the waitresses and waiters there to put more i should just say guess say wait staff um mm-hmm. put more of a you know put more pressure on them to be looking around because it's hard for me Right. You know, like it is for you at a place like Ollie's and at a place kind of like pointy bell, you can kind of look up and see the room. I'm facing a wall. Mm-hmm. The only room I can look into, I can barely see like 30% of it. Right. I can't see past the bar, which means I have to walk around like I'm a fucking school teacher. Then there's also the outside. Mm-hmm. By the time I do a lap around, it's easy for someone to take out their phone as soon as I turn my back on them. Right. It's just I don't want it to be a thing. You know what I mean? Like, and we can we can do the lockdown thing, but then it's asking. I think the last time we did the year thing, I had to ask someone to come and like 
scout for me to make mm-hmm. sure that people weren't. But again, you can't be nice guys is huge now. You know, you you yeah. can't be four places at once. You just have to fucking hope that people are not being shitty. On the so. other hand, some advice that my uncle gave me once with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. You Lee know? Parker. Yep. <laughs> Leader Parker. Ben. Yeah. Well, folks, if you want to join us and test your brains without using your phone, yeah. you have a few opportunities this week to do so. This Wednesday, we're live at Point E. Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida for a no-nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer. Suggest categories for next week's quiz and enjoy tasty, tasty food by Yabo Mobile. That's at Pointy Bell on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. On Thursdays, we're at Cape Coral, also at 7.30 p.m. at Ollie's Pub. I hope you can join us for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards, which can be spent on records, beer, or whatever else you can find for sale at Ollie's Pub in Cape Coral. That's on Thursdays at 7.30. And, of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia at Nice Guys Pizza Mm. or on Zoom starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Just check the uh, show notes for a link to that. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. And join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us, won't you? I would also be remiss if I did not mention that Whiskey Tango still won overall with 70 points. Congratulations to them. So, you know... uh, we just need to get Lisa and Adam to move down here. Mm-hmm. I'm sure and you can tattoos. do whatever you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> get both of them sleeved up. <laughs> get a no, no tat. Yeah. There you go. We're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back with some juicy, juicy trivia in round one. And we're back. Yeah. I'm going to start off with a question that may be very easy for you. How well do you know the guitar? Not super well, but somewhat. Okay. I'm interested to see how you do. This is one of those that I take for granted because I'm a musician. Mm -hmm. So let's see how you fare. Okay. At what fret are the same notes as the open strings found, but an octave higher on a standard guitar? I believe that would be the fifth. Fret? That's incorrect. You had your finger right over the, the, the applause button and everything. Well, I don't know. I was somewhat <laughs> confident. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you, you definitely came out swinging. The 12th fret is their correct oh, answer. Oh, okay. The 12th fret. Do you tune on the 5th fret when you're like tuning the strings? Uh, yes. Oh, that's probably what I was yep. thinking of then. I should have listened closer to the question. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you, you had the right idea. You can, yeah, you do like the fifth fret of the E octave, string though. is the same as the A string. Yeah. So you bing, bing, Ring. <laughs> and then a beautiful and then make beautiful music national parks is my first category for you mm. 
What national park was established by Congress and signed into law by President Ulysses S. Grant on March 1st, 1872? It is not only the first national park in the U.S., but is widely considered to be the first national park in the world. <sighs> the first national park established by Congress and signed into law by President Grant on March 1st, 1872. Well, this is tough. Um, 1872? Yes. 1800s. I don't even remember. I mean, my first gut reaction was to say Yellowstone. Just because when people think national parks, they think Yellowstone National Park. Were we even, like, out there <laughs> then? Um, man, um, I don't know much in, uh, in the way of national parks, to be honest with you. Um, so this is tough. Um, I'm going to, I guess I'm just going to say Yellowstone national park. That's correct. Yes. yes that is the first uh, wow. national park. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know. Obviously, it is such a world-renowned, or well, an American-renowned, I don't know about the world, uh, renowned park, but I was like kind of wondering if that was too far west for that time, but mm -hmm. I'm, I don't even know when states were. No, you're, you're right on. I believe it was, uh, was it John Muir? Yeah, that I know influenced, that's the... I thought he influenced Roosevelt, though, to start uh, preservation, <clears throat> not Grant. I just know that that guy is yeah. hugely influential, you know, the American park system. All right, uh, your next question. A Glengarry with a Tory and a cockade is a traditional Scottish what? Well, I, I thought a Glengarry might be a, like a cocktail. I'm thinking Glenlivet. A Glengarry with a cockade and a Tory? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Tories are uh, like a political group. This is T-O-O-R-I-E. Mm. Okay. Could it be a meal? A cockade. Like lemonade made out of chicken livers or something. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with a cocktail. That's just, I know I'm probably just thinking of Glenlivet, which is a uh, whiskey, but... I have no idea. So, cocktail. That's incorrect. A Glengarry oh. is a Scottish hat. Oh. Hat is correct. This is a Glengarry. Oh, okay. Um, and that's the Tory and the cockade. The cockade, I'm assuming, with is the a, feather. A Tory on top, frequently a rosette cockade on the left side and ribbons hanging behind. A cockade is a knot of ribbons or other circular or oval-shaped symbol of decorative or distinct co distinctive colors which is usually worn on a hat or a cap a tory is like a little pom-pom oh okay baby pom-pom all right my next question for you is concerning parrots mm. puck an african gray parrot holds the guinness world record for having the largest what in a bird <laughs> 
Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, obviously we've got a couple of couple of options here. Um, would it be Dick? Would you would you be so crass? Could be. Could be Beak. Could be Wingspan. Could be Talons. Can I hear the question one more time? You said Puck. Puck. An African gray parrot holds the Guinness World Record for the largest what in a bird? In a bird. See, this is interesting because there's no way an African gray parrot has the largest wingspan because albatrosses and stuff like that have a much. That's why I wanted you to reread it because I wanted to know if it was for for a bird or for a parrot toucan's largest beak bar none albatrosses or there's maybe another kind of bird that has the largest wingspan some kind of vulture maybe or albatross so i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna go with dick no mark the correct answer is vocabulary oh the largest vocabulary. In a yes. Bird. Okay. <laughs> that question is a bit misleading. It definitely lends itself to You're being uh, tricky. Yeah, to thinking about body parts <clears throat> and stuff like that. I think if correct me if I'm wrong, don't birds have a cloaca? Do they have dicks? I believe all birds have. Uh, yeah, I guess so. They have a uh, one and done. <laughs> I don't know what you would call it. <laughs> they got one one hole to rule them all. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't really think too much about it. If I had someone to suss with, they would have talked me out of right, that immediately. <laughs> Parrot and vocabulary is <clears throat> should have gone there. Yeah, hey, you weren't alone. I, I would I'm say sure. at least twenty five percent of our teams wrote that down. Kinshasa, the African capital of which country, is regarded as the largest French speaking city after Paris. Kinshasa, that's K-I-N-S-H-A-S-A, Kinshasa, the African capital of which country is regarded as the largest French-speaking city after Paris? So I I remember reading about uh, an African country, I mean there are several, but one in particular in northern Africa had a large... um, French colonial presence that uh, left behind the French language. And I think the answer is, I hope this is a country, not a city. I think the answer is Morocco. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Uh, Morocco is a country. Okay. If I remember correctly, I believe that's where Marrakesh is. Maybe. Um, we can check on that later. Um, <laughs> Kinshasa is the capital of the Democratic Republic of Congo. Of Congo. Oh, really? Indeed. Oh, all right. That is where the most French speakers in Africa are. The, when it says mind. largest, I, I'm wondering if that's if what it's talking about is largest in size. Hmm. Um, Wikipedia says French is the sole official language of the Democratic Republic of Congo. Oh. About a half of Kinshasa residents feel solidarity towards Francophone countries, and French is seen as important for education and relations with the government. So, uh, it is the main language of education after third grade. 
Wow. So they're just out and out fucking French. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Morocco, which is a country that has Marrakesh as a city, Rabat is the capital. Uh, French is more seen as a legacy language, Mm -hmm. um, a colonial legacy of the French protectorate from 1912 to 1956. But for all practical purposes, French is used as a second language to English, which has uh, become in widespread use in the early 21st century. So very recently, they've switched from French over to English in Morocco. Not the right answer, though. Congo, Democratic Republic of Congo. Very um, interesting. Right there. I have a carnivals question for you. Parade teams compete annually at the Sambra Drome Marques de Sapucai, a purpose-built parade area that is located in which country? Parade teams compete annually at the Samba Drome Marques de Sapucai, a purpose-built parade area that is located in which country? Which country? Yes. This is a purpose-built parade area. It's like a parade arena. I'm going to say Brazil. That is correct. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just went with my gut, man. Yeah. I knew it, Rio I de knew Janeiro. it sounded Spanish. Mm-hmm. Portuguese. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. So I was in the right ballpark. Yep. Um, and I know that Brazil fucking parties like no other, man. Exactly. So. In the five days before uh, Lent. They have oh, it's kind of like go. their Mardi Gras. They yeah. have a huge parade competition. What does that mean, Samba Drome? Uh, I'm not Sepulcai. sure. Let's look it up. Simply known as the Sambo Dromo in Portuguese. Interesting. Wonder maybe Marques. So I guess the Samba Samba Drome is the name of the actual. It's like calling it the par- parade drome or something like that, maybe. Yeah. There's also a somber drome Sao Paulo. Hmm. So it seems like maybe somber drome is the structure itself. And seems then the like Marques de Sepucai is some kind of name for it. Hmm. Interesting. So you did three. I did. And, and I did, you three. did three. So that's it. First round. Yeah. Man, when it's just you and me. Zip right through it. These bad boys just fly by. All right, we're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back with some miscorrections and another round of trivia. Mm. We're back and it's time for some missed corrections. Miscorrection. That was a fast one. Yeah, a little fast, you know. Yeah. Well, you sometimes you gotta bump up the tempo. You got things going on. Pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. Dance, dance. We got a miscorrection here from Taylor. We haven't heard from Taylor in a while. Taylor writing in saying, Hi, Mark and Lee, and esteemed guests, if there are any. I have a quick missed correction from episode 196. Hi, Taylor. Max, you know I love you, but General Paul Tibbetts flew the Enola Gay, which dropped the atom bomb on Hiroshima and not Nagasaki, as you said. Mm. So, 
quick correction there for Max. Also, and our listeners. Also, a quick miscorrection slash no-no for episode 195. Not to beat a dead horse, but not only is the long jump a summer sport, as someone wrote in to say in episode 186, it's also a track and field event that women have been eligible to compete in since the 1948 Olympics. It's very much not the same as ski jumping, nor fits the criteria of the question that Mark asked about being, quote, too dangerous for women to to participate until 2014. So there's really no way to accept it as a correct answer to that question that was asked. I get it, Taylor. I was wrong. Okay. I was wrong. It's fine. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. I think it was more uh, geared towards you though. <clears throat> you know, you were just being nice. I think with, well, the, with yeah. your answer, you know, being generous, it's jumping, there's jumping involved, but uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know all the different kinds of ski jumping. I just mm-hmm. thought that, that, that there was a long jump, very different. Yeah. Well, I, Again, yeah. I think That's we all know that long jump is not what we're talking about for Winter Olympics. You had been talking about skiing beforehand. Right. I figured it was just a continuation of that. I right. Think You're anybody... being very nice and generous. Well, and people master. are being, I think, a little over the top <laughs> here. Like, no one's thinking that someone's doing a long jump in the Winter fucking Olympics here. Like, right. we all know the long jump is a Summer Olympics thing. I'd like to think. I don't think anybody pictures anybody out there with a snowsuit on trying to jump further because it's winter than yeah. they are in the summer months. And I I think we said long jump because we were just truly grasping at straws to name a sport. Yeah. But yeah. Were you thinking of skiing? Yeah, I was definitely thinking of skiing. Yeah, no shit. Know? But I didn't know <laughs> if you were jumping high, long, swerving, right. ducking. Got it. I don't know what's going on. Um, do you have any more? Uh, no, that's it for me. How about you? Yeah, on the uh, on the Discord, um, we have someone uh, correcting a missed correction. Uh, Chechia is the Czech Republic. Chechia is not another country outside of the Czech, the Czech Republic. Right. It did not split off from it. You were thinking of Czechoslovakia split into Chechia and Slovakia. Yes. So I was wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> wrong yet wrong again. twice in my miscorrection as well but chechia is at least a country at least i feel good about that at least even if it was the wrong answer and i'm a little uh uh murky on the on how it came to be gotcha yeah. yes um the way omaha poker uh omaha hold'em poker works is that you can use two cards from your hand of the four you can't use all four yes so I like that That's- it works just like texas hold'em except for only using the two cards you have you have a little bit more opportunity but so does everyone else now i know you've played your fair share of texas hold'em have mm-hmm. you ever played omaha hold'em i haven't it's never really interested me mm-hmm. i mean to me it's six in one hand half a dozen the other because like they said it gives you more opportunities to have a good hand but it gives everyone else an opportunity to have a better hand right so it just seems know. like you have probably more better hands. It's kind of like how I was switching my uh, five pointers to easier questions that one week and had more ties, you know, it's right. like that. Everybody's uh, everybody gets elevated. Mm-hmm. So it's the same level of competition in a sense, but yeah. uh, there's just more drama, right? More yeah. drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, Encino man was found in Encino says fade to one. Um, they uh, were trying to dig a pool in their backyard. When they found him. Right. But was found in Encino. Right. That was a comment during the sus, I think. Yeah. And uh, Nepalese is a demonym that identifies people from Nepal. Nepalese seems to be more popular of a demonym than. Uh, than <laughs> Nep- <laughs> you got a tongue twister there. Nepalese seems to be more popular, the more popular demonym, though, 
you can piece that together however you want. Um, and then Adams, uh, that was uh, Ed Seacals. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and then Adam from Death Stars of the Best Stars saying Napoli is the name of a big soccer, soccer club in Naples, Italy. And uh, Fate to One throwing in that Mike Napoli is also a base player, baseball player who is currently the first base, base coach wow. of the Cubs as well. Also, um, Nabs on the Discord making a clarification that in Nabil. Huh? That's Nabil. Oh, of course, mm-hmm. Nabil. Nabs, yep. that makes sense. Um, that uh, Bogwan is a is not a name, but a title, like my lord. Um, to clarify, the literal, literal meaning is deity or god from Wikipedia, used in Indian traditions as a term of respect for a human being in whom the divine is no longer hidden but apparent. Mm. So Bogwan would not be an acceptable answer. I see. It would be like saying chief. Right. Or captain. Right. So. Gotcha. Well, thank you, everyone, for the missed corrections. If you'd like to write us with a missed correction, a rate my question, or even just a little no-note, you can write to us at nononsensetrivia at gmail.com or call us at 1-929-356-6966 or find us on social media. And when he says a little no-note, you can tell us that we're handsome. Mm-hmm. Or we're a great podcast. You How love funny. listening to. I've been listening to so many episodes. It's so great. Thank you. Uh, happy 200th. Uh, you guys are you're good voices. Whatever. I thought you were naming a podcast. Like I've been listening to you so great. Thank you. Uh, 200 episodes. I was like, wait, what podcast is this? You're talking about us. I have been watching formula one drive to survive and I can't stop. Yeah. That's and your it's new, so anti- it's replaced good. antiques roadshow in your queue. Or? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair I enough. mean, I antiques friendship roadshow, with antiques roadshow ended new best friend is formula one racing. Antiques roadshow is long game. There mm-hmm. are 28 seasons or something. So, right. I got time. Yep. <laughs> but uh, Formula One Drive to Survive, I've been just shooting right through. Okay. Ten episodes, first season, nine episodes, second season, half hour episodes, I think. So pretty quick to get through and very, very engaging and very exciting. Right on. I will probably go to a Formula One race at some point now. I never oh, care about racing. Oh, all right. It is. It's very captivating. I I'll have to check that out. strongly recommend it. Okay. It does a very good job What's of leaving the story. Netflix. Okay. Drive to survive. It's very, very good. If you're into documentary style, like real reality television, like documentary television, you will love it. Right on. Very good. And if you have something nice to say about us, you don't just have to tell us. You can tell other people mm-hmm. by giving us a review mm. on Apple, Spotify, Podchaser, Good Pods, or wherever else you might listen to our podcast that allows reviews it's been a while since we've had a review it's and you know i feel <laughs> i feel like there were all these podcast things that we used to mention back in the day like castro Ca- castro mm-hmm. of course we're still on there i just don't know if they have reviews yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's, uh we were just looking for listeners everywhere yeah and, you know? sharing sharing is caring yeah but the, for the 200th we'd love for you to just share us on social media where you have hundreds of friends and say who oh boy Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. Mark? Yeah. Board game rules. Oh, boy. Your category for your next question. Okay. According to the official Monopoly rules, to what bonus is a player entitled when having landed on the free parking space? 
According to the official rules of Monopoly, to what bonus is a player entitled when having landed on the free parking space? Mm, I think it's $50. Is that your final answer? Yep. No. They are actually entitled to nothing. It is literally just free parking. It's a free space to land. Uh, if you play and you put your taxes in the center of the board and you pull money out of there, or if you get $50 from the bank, that is a house rule, actually. The official rules, mm-hmm. you get nothing. Good day, sir. Okay. Yeah, I I, I kind of thought it would be something tricky like that. It's a little tricky. But I, I always remember, I, I hate Monopoly. It has been forever. Many do. Yeah, it has been forever since I played, and if I have my druthers, I'll never play Monopoly again, to be completely frank with you. So, um, here's your next question. I don't know if I asked you this. I'll let you know. The communist government of which country was overthrown during the Velvet Revolution? Which communist country was overthrown during the Velvet Revolution? Yes. The Velvet Revolution. Hmm. Could be China, it could be the USSR. Could it be Cuba? Vietnam? Velvet Revolution does not sound familiar to me. Does sound like a hair metal band. It does. I think Velvet Revolver is the hair metal band, so that's probably. Where it's also been from. called the Gentle Revolution. Huh. A Gentle Revolution. <laughs> if I was on the naming committee, I'd be like, pass on that. <laughs> Not getting anything done in this revolution, being gentle about it. I'm going to go with Vietnam because I don't, I feel like if it was one of the other three that I mentioned, I'd have a better chance of knowing. And, uh, yeah. Sorry. That's incorrect. That was a nonviolent transition of power in what was then Czechoslovakia. Oh, that's why I wasn't sure if we asked this before. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, it ended a 41 years of one party rule in Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Okay. The velvet revolution. Cause velvet is so gentle. Isn't it? Czechoslovakia. Mm-hmm. My next category for you is TikTok, the popular social media platform. And also a, uh, somewhat popular request. We get TikTok requests at trivia from time to time. Mm. And here's a question that we wrote for one of those requests. Mm-hmm. Starting a TikTok trend in 2021, Wellerman is a song that had users obsessed with singing songs from what obscure genre of music? No idea. I don't know. Starting a TikTok trend in 2021, Wellerman is a song that had users obsessed with singing songs from what obscure genre of music, usually utilizing the duet feature on the platform? Obscure? Yes. It was immensely popular, though, last year. Mm. 
how would I title this? Um, sea shanties. That's correct. Very good. Wow. I went from not knowing that to knowing that. <laughs> where, where, where did you make the leap? Um, when I said it was popular, very popular last year? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So maybe a little bit more emphasis on that. Um, yeah. I think, you know, sometimes when you hear a question, it's easy to give up on it sometimes, you know. But if if the right emphasis is placed. The duet feature was also a pretty big help. Mm-hmm. Because... Yep. Um, you know, I, I mean, when you said duet, it made me immediately made me think of uh, barbershop quartets, something mm, like that. Okay. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. I remember racing in sea shanties and that got real old very fast. So there you go. Including that hint or taking it away could make a big difference in the difficulty of that question. Gigantic, gigantic difference. Uh, here is your next question. An Afro black boy with the gold teeth with dark skin looking at me like he know me. I wonder if he got the G or the B. Let me find out and see coming over to me. Our lyrics to a Billboard Hot 100 song by what artist? One more time. An Afro black boy with the gold teeth, with dark skin, looking at me like he know me. I wonder if he got the G or the B. Let me find out and see, coming over to me. Our lyrics to a Billboard Hot 100 song by what artist? It's so hard to do these when you don't have the flow. I know, I love that. I love that about it. You have to like, you really have to know the lyrics to go <laughs> link to the show lyrics to go in our show notes <laughs> mark's other podcast great uh, stuff over there note to self <laughs> afro boy with the what the gold tooth <laughs> yes um an afro black boy with the gold teeth with dark skin looking at me like he know me i wonder if he got the g or the b let me find out and see coming over to me. Our lyrics to a Billboard Hot 100 song by what artist? Coming over to me reminds me of coming over you from Third Eye Blind. <laughs> coming over me. <laughs> Not sure if he's got the G or the B yet. <laughs> um, I have no idea. It could be <clears throat> little baby. It could be dub baby. It could be any number of babies that are on the hot 100. An Afro could, black boy with the gold teeth. <laughs> dark skin looking at me like no me. <laughs> or it could be, yeah, I guess it's more red hot chili peppers. All right. I'm going to go with uh, somebody who's uh, been a controversial figure in hip hop recently. The baby. Sorry. That's incorrect. <laughs> the G or the B is asking if they are gay or bisexual. This uh, is Lil a song X. by Lil Nas X. That's the correct. last time you asked me a lyrics question, it was Lil, uh, Lil Nas X, and I was like, it can't be two in a row. It is. But it is two in a row. Damn it. It is two okay. in a row. The G or the B. All right. Chicago. Chicago. I'm going to Chicago this week. Oh, yeah? Home I'm of the Stankweed. out on Wednesday. The Skunkweed. Yeah, or Thursday I fly out. You should uh, go out to the fields and get some ramps. 
know if you remember that the oh, uh, yeah. onion the oh, stinky yeah. onion for stinky which the onion. uh the city is named 1060 west addison listed by elwood blues as his home address in the blues brothers is actually the address of what famous chicago landmark 1060 West Addison, listed by Elwood Blues as his home address in the movie The Blues Brothers, is actually the address of which famous Chicago landmark? I'm going to say the Sears Tower. Wrong. No, Mark. It's Wrigley Field. Oh. There the are Sears several. Tower is in Chicago, yes, right? Okay, yes. thank God. Yep, you've got that. You've got the Bean. You've got Wrigley Tower. And I'm sure many others that I'm forgetting The Bean, right now. I figured, probably wasn't around by then. Wrigley Field is a good guess. Oh, yeah. Um, the bean, uh, its true name is Cloudgate. Yes. The reflective bean. Yeah. I had my picture taken by that thing a couple times. It's a good photo spot. My first Facebook picture, I think, may have been me at the bean. Whoa. All right. Yeah. If I could turn back time. I'll probably stop there when I'm doing this time. We'll see. All right. Here is, uh, here is your next question. More experience than our name suggests was a slogan for what airline? Hmm. More experience than our name suggests was a slogan for what airline? Oh my God. We had someone just join the the uh, discord right now. We had someone just join. Well, let's welcome them. Tormund. Welcome. Welcome, Tormund Giants Bane. Do you see what happens when you join and I get an alert on my phone <laughs> from a Discord that someone has joined? Tormund, welcome to the Discord. I posted a guy who's freaking out with his hands up, and Quizmaster Lee did. Uh, this is real time right now. This is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. We are waving, waving to you. And if you want to join our Discord, there is a link in our show notes, and you can uh, get in the conversation. Lots of conversation about, uh, usually on Mondays, right after we post, people start uh, listening along and writing their comments. You can join the fun. There you go. And if you do it on a Sunday, late after, late morning, early afternoon. There's a good chance. There's a good chance that we'll freak out <laughs> and, and hit some buttons and go, holy shit, you joined. That's going to be our new uh, Discord power hour. Uh-huh. Every time we record now, we're going to get fields and fields of people coming in. About 11 o'clock mm-hmm. is a good time to join. Yes. Well, anytime's a good time to join. That's true. That could be our slogan it is for the Discord. Very well could be. <laughs> uh, more experience than our name suggests. Yes. The tagline to what airline? Uh, American Airline, United, Continental, JetBlue, Southwest. Need something that's like Rookie Airlines or something like that. These are all like regionals that I'm I'm naming. Ah, I know. Ah. It's got to be Virgin Airlines. That is correct. All right. Just had to think about that one for a second. Not a lot of people got that. Hmm. I was kind of surprised. I had it kind of as a lower hanging fruit one. Got some people to put spirit. Hmm. Got some okay. people who put. Some yeah, other stuff. that one is like it's almost stepping over Virgin. I think yeah. you know. Interesting. Indeed. All right. Well, that does it for round two. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
flying through this bad boy like we were uh, Mercedes with Lewis Hamilton in the cockpit. Is this a yes, Formula One? Absolutely, it is. <laughs> I'll have to catch up on the show. Absolutely, it is. All right, we're going to take a break. I'm going to binge watch 10 episodes of season one of uh, this F1 show, Drive to Survive. We'll be right back. back and it's time for a rate my question my question first up a rate my question here from idaho pete okay i like this idaho pete simply writes whiskey is a spirit distilled from grains what percentage of corn needs to be used for whiskey to be considered bourbon huh Whiskey is a spirit distilled from grains. What percentage of corn needs to be used for whiskey to be considered bourbon? You have any idea? Actually, know the answer to this. Because as luck would have it, Kyle wrote a question about bourbon for this Thursday's trivia. The answer mark is 51%. Okay, I was going to say it has to be somewhere in the realm of like 40 to 50%. Yeah, I'm just going to double check that that's the answer that they have here, though. Because they did include a link. But that's what I accepted as an answer for the question. Well, well I, so- didn't, I didn't accept 51%. We'll get to that in a moment, because it was slightly r- written differently. Okay. But it led to me knowing the answer. Yes, 51% here. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and rate this. I'm going to give this a... Uh, P.I. Because uh, there's no built-in him. Pi. There's no, nothing that points you towards 51 necessarily. Um, and uh, short and sweet, I'm not going to give it to this because we did write a version of this question this week that I do prefer, which I'll, uh, I'll read to you after we get your rating, Mark. Can you read the question one more time for me? Sure. Whiskey is a spirit distilled from grains. What percentage of corn needs to be used for whiskey to be considered bourbon? Yeah, I can see how you shorten this a bit. Um, <clears throat> I will give it... Um, <sighs> somewhere the land betwixt an A- and an A. Okay. It's a good you- question. It's a little... It's a little like what you'd consider a year question, I think, kind of. Exactly. Like, you got to nail it. It's a little too exacting. I um, only got this because I literally just read it, you know, a few days ago. Yeah. If, if, it, if a week or two had gone by, maybe not a week or two, but let's say, you know, a longer period of time, this is something I think you could forget unless you're like in the industry or something like that. Yeah. So it's a fair question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tough, I think it's one of those that after you heard the answer, you go, well, I guess that makes sense. Which I guess means it's also kind of sussable, but it just feels like you have any number from 100 to 100 ahead of you. you know? Right. Uh, so it's tough. It's almost like passing a law. You need like a 51% majority or something yeah. along those lines. Kyle wrote, uh, to be considered a true bourbon, it must contain at least 50% of what grain? I might have written this. So we, we went back and forth on this quiz a little bit. 
So one of Can us I hear this. your version again? To be considered a true bourbon, it must contain at least 51% of what grain? So I'm asking for corn as the answer instead of 51%. So we had, you know, a couple different answers that came in like wheat or uh, I can't remember yeah, some of the other that's answers a, that we that's got. A, that's a better version of the question, I think. It, it ended our second round. So it's like one that you can go out on. You know, you're not like st- struggling too hard to think of like, you know, uh, a particular, you know, number. Mm-hmm. something like that i think that that works a little bit better but as mark said i do think it's a fair question uh just a little on the tough side i would give this uh you know a few more points probably than the other questions and i give it a pie yeah rating. great good question thank you idaho pete and we also have uh from joel joel writes hi love your brilliant show and when mark says suck dick I think you've said that maybe once or twice. It's not a regular. There you go, Joel. That's for you. Here's my question. According to the Merriam-Webster dictionary, from where and when? <laughs> At what point do I just say suck dick? I think you said it like once or twice, like in frustration or something like that. I, I don't just, know. I just say suck there, dick. There must have. <laughs> I, I feel mean, like you I said P. Lee more often than you said suck <laughs> dick. But uh, I'm sure it's happened once or twice. And Interesting. Find me clips. That, I want to know where I say suck dick. We have to get that in for our uh, episode 200. Yeah. The please. montage. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Here's my question. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, the suck dictionary, from where and when does the slang expression suss out origi- originate? Ooh. Where does, from where and when? That is, uh, you're, so you're asking for two answers here, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is not going to get a high rating. I'm going to say <clears throat> 18th century England. I'll go with that. That sounds okay. that's that sounds about right. I mean, that's what they're asking for, right? Oh, you got a problem. Where and you when? want to suss out? Okay, no link here, so we got to look up the etymology. <laughs> oh, come on! Who's this? This is Joel. Joel, come on, man. Tell him to suck dick. Suck dick. <laughs> he loves as, it. As I am so want to say. Suck dick. <laughs> now I want to start saying that more often. British informal. To find or discover something by thinking. Where's the year? Uh, the thing I looked up says uh, sus is English 1930s. Yeah, this says uh, sus out is the idiom that I'm looking at here on Merriam-Webster, which I think is what they said. They said, according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, from where and when does the slang expression sus out originate? So you've got like the 1930s, is that what you said, for sus? Yeah. Well, that's the 20th century then. 1953 police jargon. To figure out, investigate, and discover 1966 earlier to suspect 1953 police jargon. Hmm. Oh, a slang shortening of suspect. Oh, okay. To suspect something. Mm-hmm. The OED cites D. Webb's 1953 novel, Crime is My Business. He turned to Hodge and said, who's sussed for this job? This first form first shows up in a 1966 article in Queen. Youth susses things out on its own. I see. All right. Well, we were half right, but we were wrong. Ultimately, Mm -hmm. we did get the British, but we did not get the win. We didn't get the dub or the win as in time. Indeed. How would you rate this bad boy? 
According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, from where and when does the slang expression suss out originate? Well, I'm going to give this a lowercase p because we do give vocabulary and etymology uh, requests somewhat often, but they're not our most popular. I feel like we like this question because it has to do with the phrase that we use so often on our podcast here. You got points there. Mm-hmm. Um, Max, we just had on was the person that brought sus to us. Yes. Originally in his first appearance, mm-hmm. uh, there's such a great word of uh, describing our, how we uh, come to our answers. Absolutely. I had to borrow that. I'm going to give this a little eye as well. It's somewhat interesting. Uh, built in hint. Not really much there, unless you have the Merriam-Webster Dictionary memorized. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give it a, uh, I'll give it a lowercase, I'll give it a capital S. Piss. It's short and sweet. Piss. Yes. Give this a piss. Uh, I'm going to give this a B. I'm actually going to give this a lowercase S, I've decided. Because I think the where and when... Like asking one or the other, maybe, yeah, you know, it's probably better. Like, is it British? You know, ask, ask what country it originates from or which century yeah. it is. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, it's interesting. I would say I'm always interested in etymology of words and phrases and stuff. But it's you're looking for two answers that are hard to discern then you know looking for one answer is hard enough i'm sure if you flipped it and you said you know what term you know first coined in police books in the 1950s or whatever mm-hmm. something like Can that be used to describe how you come to your trivia answers right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. something like that maybe but i i just feel like this is there, I think we've talked about it before. It may have been a while. There are just some times where you see interesting stuff where you're like, I can't write a trivia question for this. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. This is really, really cool. I'll maybe even mention it on the mic. But it's like, I can't be bothered to make a question out of this. This is just too much or too difficult or something. Yeah, I feel like if I ask this question, it would be kind of a dud question of the round. Yeah. You know? Possibly like, what's what, out? Where yeah. Possibly what, you know, in what century mm-hmm. was this, you know, because I like the, I like the, the country or where, you know, just asking generally from, you know, which, uh, yeah, which, which country was the, yeah, just asking for the country, I think would even be better because it, it's, it focuses you mm-hmm. into guessing one thing or sus is short for what word. Mm hmm. Was a shortening of what word? Yeah. That might be more interesting. That one would be hard because uh, Among Us has repopularized S-U-S with one S to mean suspicious. Right. You know, that's the the way. Well, it's easy or it's it's interesting because it originally being a shortening of suspect Mm -hmm. or no, the shortening of suspect. Mm -hmm. The verb. As opposed to suspect which is what it now is short for. Right. So it's like two versions of the same word. Murky territory. Suspect and suspect. You'd have to be very careful how you wrote, wrote that. Indeed. All right. If you'd, uh, thank you again, Joel and Idaho Pete for your rate. My questions. If you have a rate, my question, a missed correction, or even just a little no note, you can write to us at no nonsense trivia at gmail.com or call us at one 
929-356-6966. All right, before we move on, I just want to share a factoid alert that I came across. Factoid alert. Factoid alert. Recently, I was uh, requested to have a question about lighthouses. So we went with a standard one, which the question they asked was standing at 249 feet. The world's tallest lighthouse is located in which European country? Care to wager a guess? I'll say. Um, I'll say Spain. No. Wrong. It's not Spain. The answer that I was looking for was Italy, but that is a bit of a factoid, actually, because that is what Google brought up when you type in world's large, uh, world's uh, tallest lighthouse. Mm-hmm. But it is not necessarily the answer. And this got me into trouble because I read the question and then found that out. <laughs> and then so I when I asked the question again, I left off the 249 feet part. I tried to sweep it under the rug a little bit. I just uh, said the world's tallest lighthouse is located in which European country? Okay. To try and correct it. And then when I uh, tallied up the points, got all the answer sheets in and everything like that, one of the team members came up and they showed me their phone. It said Italy. They said 249 feet. Or it said Italy. And I said, I, I'm sorry, but if you look a little deeper, you'll find that that's actually not true. It's uh, the second tallest lighthouse. Um, and then they said, but what about the 249 feet? And that's what I knew. They got me. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> they got me. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, yes, that one is 249 feet. But uh, uh, the tallest would be in France at 271 feet. Il Verge Lighthouse as the tallest traditional lighthouse. But if you're just asking about lighthouses, you have to be incredibly specific. Because if you want what you think of as being a lighthouse... Um, and, and you want the answer to be the one in France, you have to say that it's traditional, which is, means that it is a lighthouse that is built specifically for uh, naval navigation or navigation purposes. That is the entire purpose of the structure. There is a building in Saudi Arabia called the Jeddah Light that stands at 431 feet, but it is not solely a lighthouse. It was, And I guess a light was added after the fact, even though it's called jet of light it's known for its light but it also has like other uh utility functions in it as well so mm. just wanted to put that out there if you're looking for the largest lighthouse tallest tallest lighthouse you have to be very particular about how you word it and also um you know dig a little deeper than just a google i'm kind of interested that you didn't change it to second tallest and stick with the feet Mm, yeah, well, I, like I said, I was trying to sweep it under the rug a little bit. I yeah, think. yeah. And I, I learned my lesson. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to do that again. I don't feel like it's very fair to the yeah. players for one. I've fixed stuff um, on the fly. Yeah, I've, I've re-asked questions. But and mentioning, said, I think the key whoa, whoa, whoa. is mentioning it. <laughs> yeah, you know, tell letting the players know. Always let the players you know. know. Yeah. yeah, I was like, maybe nobody noticed or didn't care about the feet thing. Oh. But uh, well, I mean, it also kind of raises some suspicion that they were like bringing up the feet. Um, because it kind of stinks like, oh yeah, I look, I looked it up and, and this is, you know, I noticed the feet. It's like, mm-hmm. are you Googling 249? They, they might've written down 249 on their paper and then <sighs> after the fact Googled it yeah. and then verified could it be. on their own. Could be. Yeah. Could be. It could be. Could be. It could not be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they were cheating though. Good. Yeah. 
All right. Are you ready to get into our third round? I'm ready. Am I first or you first? You first? You first. You I'm went first, first in the, the first round. Here's your last question. In the first movie of the franchise, Austin Powers claims that condoms are only for men of what profession? <laughs> this is a movie I've wanted to watch so bad recently. It's it's in it's on my watch list. Like I haven't seen it in so long. <sighs> it's good. Instead, I watched the Joy Luck Club last <laughs> oh, night. Oh yeah, you fucked up. I want tears <clears throat> of laughter, not tears of oh, I wish I could Joy say Luck. Joy, <laughs> joy <laughs> Luck. <laughs> That's a very emotional movie. Oh yeah, makes you realize how good you have it, <laughs> or how bad you have it. If you're like, I identify with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I've been there. There's a condoms. period where someone is asking him if he has protection. Mm -hmm. And I believe he makes a reference to having a gun. He says, no. I mean, condoms. And he says, I'm not a this. In the first movie of the it's franchise. It's got to be funny. It can't be like... Uh, porn star or adult film star. Also, he's from an era where if they had that, I don't think they were worried about a gigolo, maybe. At least it's a funny word. And if you were a gigolo, you would want to wear a condom, probably. So it at least makes logical sense. I can't help but feel that it's like some other profession, maybe that's like a balloon artist or something. Circus balloon artist. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go with Gigolo. And so it's incorrect. He'd <laughs> probably claim that he was a Gigolo. I have a nine millimeter automatic. You know, I meant, did he use a condom? <laughs> Only sailors use condoms, baby. <laughs> Not in the 90s, Austin. Well, they should, they should All right, fair enough. The gigolos of their time. I mean, I guess they still exist. Sailors still exist. <laughs> yes, they, they go from port to port. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's good. Sailors. All right. My last question for you. Sports. A sports question. Is it F1 racing? <laughs> What's up? Is it F1 racing? It's not. Ooh. I feel like you might have a good chance of getting this, though. The 2005 documentary Murder Ball focuses on the rivalry of the 2004 U.S. and Canadian Paralympic teams of which sport? <clears throat> well, I don't. I, I've seen this documentary. I own it. Yeah, I, I think I remember you saying that you were a fan of this documentary. This was my wager question, my final question at Ollie's this week. But I'm having. What are they playing? Is it basketball or is it dodgeball? Wow. Um. 
Hmm. I mean, I feel like it's basketball, but playing what sport? I mean, it's interesting because I guess I kind of thought it was its own sport altogether since all the people are in wheelchairs. I mean, I know all the stuff it's not. I know it's not golf. It's not football. It's not baseball. It takes place in a gymnasium. I can like see the picture of the guy with the ball. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say basketball. No, I think often it's played on basketball courts or in a basketball gym, but the answer is wheelchair rugby, wheelchair rugby, rugby. Yeah. Played with a volleyball typically. See, that's kind of what was confusing me was like Mm -hmm. picturing a round ball wheelchair rugby. Huh? Yeah. Only a couple teams got that right. So I wouldn't feel too bad about that. Another interesting uh, fact that I came across in researching this question that I didn't know, and I'm not sure how often this occurs, but the movie was actually screened at the UN. Really? The UN screening of, of Murderball. Somebody came up to me afterwards and was like, who's seen that movie? And I was like, well, it was <laughs> nominated for an Oscar and uh, screened at the UN. Mm. So... They know about it. It was it was big in the documentary world mm-hmm. when it came out. I remember it making quite a few waves. It's been a while since I've seen it. Maybe I have to rewatch it. Invite me over. Love to join. I don't think I've ever seen it. Really? Yeah. Let's make plans. All right. Well, Mark, that concludes this episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, episode 197. Ugh. Just a few more to get to Ugh. 200. And then uh, we'll have to figure out something else to look forward to at that point. <laughs> We've got so many more. Baby. Yeah, I think our next uh, big thing might be uh, three quarters of a million downloads. We're crawling, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. We and need to do a live episode. I would love that. That would be great. We need to do one. Got to. Yeah. I've got some ideas. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please join us every Monday morning for a new episode by subscribing to the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the No-No in several ways. The easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. You could also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform. And you can support the podcast on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com, clicking the support link at the top. That will take you to our Patreon page. Big thanks to our quiz daddies. Brandon Long, Adam Volk, Ed Esme and Red Crest Fried Chicken, Tim with Pat's Garden Service, Tommy, and Gil. It's Gil. Our team captains, Matt, Mo, Rick G, Skyler, Kristen, Fletcher, Jenny, Lydia, OG Aaron, and David, 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 Holbrook, Holbrook, Holbrook. Thanks for proverbial light keepers, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel, Moo, Tim Gomez, a.k.a. Mappy 1984, Lucas, Carly, Sarah, Cooper, Hank, Luke, Manu, Matthew, Spencer, Lisa, Ryan, Adam, John Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F., Justin P., Justin Parks Free in the No-No Garage, and Justin M., Justin might fight a bear in Yellowstone this summer. 
Justin Murderball. And thanks to our Rumble Snailskins, Binsky, Nathan, Issa, Sai, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox and Five, Laurel, Aaron, H-Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Stephen, Kenya, We Do Stuff, Allison, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Douglas, Alex, Mike C. Mike Chicago, 1060 West Addison. Mike J. Mike just booked a flight on Virgin Airlines to the Sombra Drome. And Mike K. Mike keeps singing sea shanties down by the seashore. Mike and Sasha. There you go. If you'd like to write us with a rate my question or miscorrection, no nonsense trivia at gmail.com is the email address or call us at 1 929 356 6966. 69. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube nice. at No Nonsense Trivia and on Twitter at No Non Trivia. We have a Facebook group you can join as well. Just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia podcast to join us there. And finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service. It's been a long time, so please do it. Five stars only, please. Until next time, No Nonsense listeners. Have a great week.